Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Ronnie. Hey, Brittany. So I don't know if you've been following what's happening in Florida at all, but right now, so Governor Ron DeSantis, he's a big, uh, he's a big kind of champion of the people who were anti-COVID lockdown mm-hmm. and um, what else? He's just been, and some like woke issues. He's been really good on that. And there's a lot of people that think he's going to run for president this year. And so seeing what he does, I think is really important because we need to be watching you know, what he does as governor, because that could be kind of some of the stuff he does as president. And there's a really interesting situation going on in Florida right now where he is the governor. And there's no there's no like good side or bad side. Both sides are doing things that aren't so great. But I thought, excuse me, I just yawned. We would talk about that today. So right now, Disney and Ron DeSantis are kind of at war with each other, because if you don't know, Disney World is in Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. And Disney went really woke. Like they got really into the wokeism where they're, you know, social justice warriors and really taking it too far, especially since their audience are, are kids, right? Yeah. So Disney is in Florida, obviously. And Ron DeSantis has become this big champion of anti-wokeism. So he's been trying to push laws and adopt policies that punish Disney for their beliefs. So this is a really tricky situation. And the reason I want to bring it up is because, you know, as far as – Ron DeSantis's beliefs on wokeism, I agree with him. But does that mean I agree that you should use your political power to take like economic like repercussions or like throw like economic, like instead of like a war with weapons, you're like, it's like a regulatory war, right? You're trying to like punish a, a group with with regulations. And yeah. that, that makes me a little nervous. I don't know, Ronnie, are, are you familiar with the word cronyism? not as familiar as I should be. Oh, that's totally fine. Yes, but we're going to get into it in a minute because it'll be, uh, it'll, yeah, well, that was a sneak preview. Okay, (laughs) so basically Disney got really woke with some things. And so Ron DeSantis tried to support legislation that would like raise taxes on Disney. And like, so it's really interesting and this would almost be free market, but it's not. Disney actually has like crazy weird authority over its own property. Like they're allowed to like make their own rules and stuff and their zoning laws. So because they have brought in like so much money, they've had a lot of power to like, like they are their own little government inside Disney, which is interesting. And it's kind of cool. There's actually a town Disney owns a town, a private town in Orlando called like, really? It's not, maybe it's called Paradise. It might be called Paradise. It's something okay. like that, but it is a, a little private town that is owned by Disney, which is kind of a fun little thing. Um, so yeah, Disney has this crazy power, which again is like a free market person. I'm like, oh my goodness, that is so cool. But there are some catches to that because Disney has a lot of power over um, local like political groups like lobbyists. So what is a lobbyist? Mm-hmm. A lobbyist, and this is something I wish I knew when I was younger because I'd hear this word and I would think of like a lobby, like somebody's <laughs> in a lobby. Um, but I think – so what it is is a lobbyist is like paid for – let's say you work for Coca-Cola, okay? And Coca-Cola doesn't want people like New York when they did this to pass like sugar tax, which like taxed soda, right? Because that would make people stop drinking their soda because they wouldn't want to pay the tax. So you hire somebody who basically goes around to different congressmen and like – tells them why they shouldn't vote for this bill. And sometimes it's like kickbacks, meaning like like you get this if you do this for us. So it's it's pretty – it's a pretty bad, um, pretty sketchy, pretty slimy 
situation. In fact, when Ron Paul was in office, um, they used to call him Dr. No because the lobbyists would never even go near his office because he'd just always say no. <laughs> That's funny. And so, yeah, so that was great. So Disney has a lot of power and they have a lot of like lobbyists that they use to get what they want passed, right? And a lot of times, even though they pay a lot in taxes and that's good, a lot of times some of the stuff is like subsidized. There's a problem with sports venues and entertainment, like, like what do they call it? Recreational things where they will like get taxpayers to subsidize things and they'll make big promises like, look at all the money we bring in. So I don't know exactly how Disney plays into that, but they definitely get some special privileges because of how big they are, right? So, so that's called cronyism. Cronyism is one like a private company partners up with like government people and usually like lobbyists are kind of the bridge to that and they use each other's power to get what they want so that's not good right we could look at disney and say that's not a good thing you shouldn't be using taxpayer dollars or or using your power to get certain laws passed that's not great however you have to also ask yourself do you think it's okay for a governor to insert themselves into the free market and try to you know try to threaten someone with taxes and all this stuff just because you don't like their social agenda. And it scares me because it only matters who's on what side, right? Like right now, Ron DeSantis, I agree with him on some things, but what if it wasn't Ron DeSantis? What if it was somebody else? Hmm. Would I agree with them doing that, right? Like you have to make sure that you're consistent and you're not just rooting for the person you like, but that whoever's in office, whether you like them or not, is allowed to do something that could threaten a lot of people, right? So you can't really pretend to be for small government like DeSantis is and then be intervening when you yeah. don't like what someone's doing. Like that really scares me. Yeah. And, and I think know, a lot of people uh, end up doing things like that. It's um, what's the saying about power? You know, absolute, absolute power. power. Yep. Corrupts yep. absolutely. absolutely. Jinx. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely a, a good point. And I think so many pe- humans unfortunately, naturally fall into that. And you have to be so careful because if you do work to get yourself into a position where you have some authority making ability to not use that to enforce what you want just because you want it, you know, you have to really keep yourself very careful of that. So I imagine that it's very difficult to be in someone like the Santa's place where, um, you know, you're, you're trying to do what you believe to be right, but then where do you cross that line of not forcing other people to do what you want? Exactly. And I'm glad you say that because if you can't force people to do what you want, which you shouldn't, what can you do, right? And I think those of us that, that love the free market know that there are other ways and maybe they're not as powerful, right? Because when the government uses force, they get their way, but force isn't good. So, you know, boycotts and whether or not boycotts actually work, you know, who knows? Um, but I know that they sound, they send a strong message out to people. So boycotts, you know, and I think enough people were already pretty angry at Disney that you know, if you don't like what Disney is doing, don't go. Don't don't support what Disney is doing. That's the cool thing of like the power of the purse, if you will. So like mm-hmm. you get to vote with your dollar. So if you don't like what Disney is doing, don't give them your money. And, you know, one big thing, the reason I'm such a free speech activist is that you have to fight bad ideas or ideas you don't like with good ideas, right? You can't just sit there and say like, oh, I don't like this idea, so we need to ban it. I think that's really dangerous. And for those of us who are pretty anti-woke we don't like we don't like that ideology because they do that right they shut down people who don't agree with them and we don't want that to happen so you know I don't know Ronnie if you have other suggestions I'm just randomly putting you on the spot but like that's uh, okay if you if you were doing if you were buying from a company that that didn't like that you didn't like their practices 
are you the, I'm kind of just curious. Would you be the kind of person to boycott or are you kind of like the, oh, you know what? I like the product. I can separate it from the. No, that's a really good question. And it I've done both and it really depends on how necessary I feel the product is in my life. Mm. If it is something that I feel, take Amazon, for example. There was a time in which I was feeling very strongly against supporting Amazon just because I felt as though it was more important to to support small businesses and local businesses. And I didn't like how much I purchased from Amazon. So I tried to actively find alternatives to everything that I purchased on Amazon and to find other places to buy it because that was something that was important to me. And I did that for a while, but then convenience got the best of me. And I found myself going back to Amazon because um, it was it was so necessary in my life, uh, at least at that time. So I've gone back and forth. At some point, I would still like to go back to finding more local and small businesses to support and not support Amazon. So uh, I may go back to that at some point. But yeah, I've I've done both. Interesting. So um, that's got to be hard to quit Amazon. Amazon is like my favorite <laughs> thing in the world. I don't know. I don't know how I would do that. But yeah, no, I think that's a really – I always admire people who do that because – I absolutely could not do that, <laughs> but I, you know, well, I love Amazon could. so much. You could do lots of things if That's you really, true. really wanted to. But. but I also love, I love Amazon. Like my house is covered yeah. in Amazon boxes. It's a problem. But no, so just, just, uh, we derailed a little bit, but just, uh, just, I think it's a really good thing to remember because even if you morally are against something that doesn't give you the right to interfere and in, in, in the free market because that just meddles with things. You know, we don't want the government to do that. The government isn't supposed to do that at all. So we can't give little exceptions because otherwise everything crumbles. So mm-hmm. I think the mark of a really good statesman or politician is when they can look at something and say, I disagree with that, but it's not my place to step in and regulate that. I would be just so, I think that would be so cool if we saw someone like Ron DeSantis do that, but he hasn't. So that's not great, but we will leave it at that. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. And until next time, we will talk to you soon. All right. See you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.